What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. This week has been a busy week for your boy Joshy. Um, Both of my jobs, I work seven days a week, and it's been a little over a month since I've had a day off, and I'm really growing weary at constantly being at work every day because people by volume are snood and crass and they're rude. They take out all their problems on me. They're very aggressive. They say really awful things to uh, workers, uh, me being one of them, and I think I'm about to have my fill. And if uh, I don't get a break here pretty soon, I fear I will be on the evening news real soon. So I hope that I can make it a couple of uh, weeks longer. I think I got off the end of February and March. I took the weekend off to recharge, so hopefully I can make it to then. Uh, and good news, two awesome interviewees on the podcast this week. A fantastic, amazing drummer, David Northrup. Uh, awesome. He plays with uh, Travis Tritt, T. Graham Brown, Oak Ridge Boys, uh, Boss Skaggs. He's been with a bunch. That's just a few I can name off the top of my head. Really awesome to talk to him. I've uh, admired his drumming for a long time. And uh, he's got a new album out called Shapes. It is really groovy. We discussed that. Also had stand-up comedian doc kennedy he's on the podcast a really phenomenal podcaster in his own right has a little program called free to laugh uh, he does stand up and it was really awesome talking to him about his craft and uh, what he goes through to do his podcast so on and so forth really enjoyed that so without further ado let's get this party started and once again thank you for listening to the josh belcher uncharted podcast and away we go First up on the podcast this week is drummer David Northrup. He's played with guys like Travis Tritt, T. Graham Brown, the Oak Ridge Boys, Boz Skaggs, and Rick Derringer, just to name a few. He has a fantastic new album out called Shapes, which is available now everywhere. You can check out his website. It's really thrilled to talk to him about his career in drumming. A great interview. I think you'll really enjoy it, and that's coming up next. Shapes is a brilliant work. I appreciate the uh, time and effort. Uh, Sounds like this was a long time coming for you, huh? Yes, it actually, uh, it took a few years. Uh, You know, it was uh, several years between. I did three sessions all together, so it took, there was was some time in between each one of those sessions Mm -hmm. to complete the record, yeah. Yeah, because being so busy touring and playing so many bands and doing clinicians and everything, or? Yeah, you know, it's just, uh, it's one of those things when you have the time, you don't have the money, or when you have the money, you don't have the time, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, having the opportunity to get the right players together and and all that. So it was a challenge, but uh, a, a great sigh of relief now that it's finally complete. Yeah, because, like, it was one of those, I put it on, did a little bit of traveling uh, today. And just just couldn't put it off, and it, it just seems like it elevates, like it just keeps climbing. It's like going up a mountain, and then every time you hear one, you're like, "Oh, this is awesome." Then the next song will come on, and there's you've got a fill in there, or some kind of time signature that I'm just like, "Wow, that's just right on the money." So uh, for a drummer, like I said, it was just uh, it, it's uh, pure perfection. But like I said, thank you so much for putting it together. Really, really great. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate the uh, the nice words. 
Yeah, I I know I'm liking it when I'm I'm drumming on the steering wheel and forgetting, you know, I'm getting lost thinking I'm, you know, <laughs> uh, playing drums myself. But um, one thing I wanted to bring up about the drum set, that is the most crisp ride I've ever heard played in the history of rides. I had to know about it. Like, what, what were you playing? Like, just the clarity of it, the pings, the belt, the time signatures, all of it. Like, what, what kind of rides are you using? Well, those, you know, each each uh, one of those sessions had different symbols. Oh, yeah. Um, depending on the track, I know that some of the New Orleans stuff, I was using a, I think it was a, a Zildjian uh, heavy ride. Mm-hmm. And then I also used a Zildjian medium custom ride. Okay. And then I also used a Peisty... Uh, which I'm, I'm now endorsing Peisty, but mm-hmm. uh, when the majority of the tracks were recorded, I was still with Zildjian. Um, but the, the Peisty symbol was a, uh, it's actually right here in front of me, it's a uh, signature dark 21-inch ride. Right on. <clears throat> dark, just en- the- dark energy, it's called, yeah. Yeah, because, uh, like, there towards when you were laying into it, I was like, man, it just sounds just as crisp as all get out. Like, I was like, never heard one quite like that uh, as far as the tones and everything, uh, kind of the undertones and everything. I just was, like, just grooving on it. But, um, um, the so- okay, this is what I was going to do. The song names, they're all, I love the song names. Uh, how did you come up with these song names? Well, you know, some of the songs, uh, the majority of the songs were actually written by, a really good friend of mine who also produced, co-produced this with me. His name's uh-huh. Shane Carroll, fantastic guitar player. Um, Shane and I met many years ago when I first moved to Nashville. Uh-huh. We uh, we met doing doing uh, doing some session work together. And uh, when he first started doing solo projects, I was fortunate enough that he asked me to be on a few of them. He's got four of his own records out. Uh-huh. Um, so he and I, you know, grew a uh, a really great friendship. He's a fantastic guy, and you know, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of his, his his work and his playing and his songwriting. So, you know, um, for instance, the second track, Fish Bait, is one of his. Yeah. Um, the first song, Snakes and Spiders, is written by a guy named Robert Walter, great B3 player. Uh-huh. Um, Smooth, which is the fourth track, that's also a Terrio song. Stuff It, which was uh, kind of a, uh, I don't know, a salute to the band Stuff. Yeah. And I tried to play, I, I tried to play, you know, I played like me, but I also, you know, did a little bit of uh, tribute to Steve Gadd. Oh, sure, yeah, what a drummer, yeah. And then uh, Strutton was another one of his songs, and that was that was really kind of a, like in listening to that song, when he first played me the demo, when I was, you know, sifting through songs and trying to decide what I wanted to cut, and we listened to that track, it really re- reminded me of, like, New York City and David Sanborn, and the groove was very reminiscent of, like, a Steve Jordan, Steve Jordan, Charlie Drayton kind of vibe. So, uh, and it kind of has that that kind of strutting kind of, groove to it you know it's got a, a swagger to it so that's where strutting came from yeah i got a lot of also in my own opinion uh like uh 
uh, Dagger Abaldi, uh, like uh, almost like Tower of Power and Rare Earth mixtures in there too. But that was just that was just like because you brought the saxophone back, which is unfortunately it's getting neglected in music on every genre right now. But uh, that sax made some of those songs, just the grooves in it. And like I said, that's that's what's kind of running through my head. I was like, oh man, this is the same kind of like you know pocket rhythm and everything, just 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 grooving. So, but uh, well, that, you know, David Garibald is a huge huge influence. Yeah, you can say you guys, you you guys can both hammer it down. You can like stay in one place and give and take, and then the, your feel, your your timing on your feels are just like, man, it's just like you getting you're getting surprised. You're like, okay, so you're just gonna hang here on the hi hat and kind of do a little bit of that with a snare, and then you get like a perfect signature blends right into the next note and everything. And I'm just like, oh man, and that's what ran through my brain because, you know, like I said, been fortunate enough to see the man play. I'm just like, oh my gosh. But yeah, it's awesome. I hope uh, I hope everybody gravitates toward it. But I just like the names. Like I'd see them in like the the, the salt the salty crackers, salt crackers, and like cold duck soup. I was like, I just love that. I didn't know if that was your brainchild or what that was all about. Yeah, you know, it's it, it just sort of kind of kind of happened that way. Yeah, but I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Yes, and and I saw you know you played at different studios. One in particular was Fudge. Uh, in New Orleans, um, like, is that, does Tom Drummond still own that studio? No, I believe it's, uh, Trombone Shorty bought it. In fact, uh, Shane Terrio was part owner in that studio along with a few other, uh, owners. There were two other people that owned the studio. So we actually went to New Orleans to record his studio. Um, and shortly after that session, they ended up selling the studio. But uh, while we were down there, we used, you know, George Porter Jr. from the Meters. He played bass, which was nice. a, what a huge honor that was for me. And then a, gra- a great jazz, uh, New Orleans jazz pianist, uh, B3 player named David Torkanowski. Uh-huh. He was another great, heavy, heavy New Orleans guys. And, of course, I, I was able to get those guys on the session because of Shane producing and his, you know, his connections down there and, and recommending to those guys, hey man, you know, come on into this session. This is a kind of cool record I'm doing for a friend, and I think they'll yeah. have fun out of it. Well, hey, when it comes to music, I've, I learned, you know, you, you take what you can get and you roll with it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so, sure. yeah, if, if somebody's got an upper hand, there's, there's no problem with that. Now, are you from New Orleans? Is that, or are you from, is that your home or originally? No. Or? No, I grew up in upstate New York. Um, right on. Right, uh, just outside of Syracuse, a small town called Chittenango, which okay. is uh, famous for the Wizard of Oz. Uh, wow, how cool is that? Yeah. L. Frank Baum, the guy that actually wrote the Wizard of Oz, is from the small town of Chittenango. So. That is so, pretty uh, cool. Yeah, and I spent five years in Florida uh, playing and studying around uh, Central Florida and then moved to Nashville in 1995. Awesome. So you've been you've been at it for a while. Yeah, Um Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that's another thing I was going to ask you because you played with everybody. Like, like, uh, did it all start when you got to Nashville, or you were touring with people before you got here? Um, primarily, you know, the majority of of major touring gigs took place uh, once I once I got here in town. You know, uh-huh. uh, I had worked with a guy named Les Dudek, who was a you know a rock and roll guitar player from the seventies uh, that had been a, a famous sideman and put out some some uh, of his own solo records on CBS during the, the, the mid-70s. And mm-hmm. That was cool. And that, that association playing and recording with Les helped open doors when I moved to town in 95. Sure. 
because from then on it just seemed like like there I saw it was Rick Derringer was in the mix, and then of course, uh, you know, a, a plethora of, of countries who's who, and and uh, you know I had T Graham, Graham Brown on the podcast, and he just loves you, and he's like one of the nicest guys ever, so that means you're good stock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he well he's a he's a super cool guy, man. I mean, and uh, you know what you see is what you get with T. There's there's no, I mean he's he's a real deal. He plays his butt off. Sings, I mean, sings his butt off, and he's just a he's a, just a good human being. Yeah, he's consistent. So that's for sure. Every time I've ever met him or, or spoke with him, he, you know, he doesn't he doesn't falter. Whether there's a camera in your face or it's just one on one, he's just the same. It seems like he's the same kind, of just genuine article. Yep. So he's a genuine guy. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So who, who are you talking with now? What are you What are you doing right now? Uh, I'm uh, I'm still working with T. Graham some this year. He's got some dates that are filling in, which is great. And then, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, I talked with Rick Derringer today. He's he's working at uh, filling the the calendar up with some shows uh you know both are not so busy that i'm able to have a balance between the two yeah um and then you know i'm doing a fair amount of trying to do a fair amount of clinics to uh, promote the cd and uh do do some live gigs too with uh some band guys you know put together uh, an outfit of musicians that I can work with up in New York. I still go back to where I grew up and I play some there and then uh, trying to put together, uh, you know, um, a core of musicians here in Nashville that uh, I might be able to do uh, a few gigs with. For uh, sure. Promoting For the sure. record. Yeah, that that would be groovy. Uh, maybe link up with Scott Holt. Uh, have you, do you ever uh, had any dealings with him? No, no, but I, I know of him, and he's a great guitar player. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, see, I live in Columbia, Tennessee, and he just recently bought Variety Records. Oh wow! Been in there and talked to him a few times. He's, you know, when he's in between, uh, you know, he's got that Fog Hat side project, Earl and the Agitators. I just think you and him together with the right kind of bass player, maybe like some keys and stuff, would be just that'd be rocking and rolling for sure. Wow. Yeah, I just throw, throwing that out there because, like I said, you walk into the record store and there he is sitting in between oh hey i just got back from wherever and doing this and this and hung out with uh you know buddy guy and i was like oh yeah you know no big deal <laughs> yeah for sure yeah so you still you're doing gretch right you still i saw uh, gretch still your drums of choice yes absolutely i've been with gretch this year 20 years and uh, awesome. that relationship came about uh when i st- started with travis tritt in 2000 Mm-hmm. So I've been with them ever since. They've been fantastic, fantastic company to deal with. Really, you know, the instruments themselves speak for themselves. They're, you know, regret. Nothing else yep. sounds like them. That's it. I've, I've I've played on a couple of them. They do sound fantastic. I saw. I think I at your social media. You, just, uh, I think you're putting on new drum heads. If I if I recall. Yes, actually, some Evans drumheads. Uh, they have. Well, it's not. They're really not new, but they're a relatively new line of drumheads that they have called UV ones. So, uh, ever since I started using them, I've been really uh, in love with them. They sound fantastic. So, I've got uh, I've got a drum clinic actually coming up at the end of this month in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Nice. At a place called uh, Music World Drummers Den, and that's on uh, Thursday. February 27th at uh, 6.30. So I'm uh, just getting my gear ready for that. And then I've got a few I've got a few clinics next month as well. 
That's uh, nice. I'm actually writing that down as you talk because I'm going to try to leave work and head out myself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. great. You know, they put on a great clinic. Uh, the guy that owns that place is a guy named Dave Kimanimi. A uh, really good guy. He's a he's a drummer too, so that's why dr- Music World slash Drummers Den. And you know, it's a really cool store that not a lot of people know about. And you know, they've got a lot of great high end drum stuff. They got mm-hmm. beginner stuff, uh, like used used uh, gear in there. And he does a lot of wheeling and dealing as far as trades are concerned. And he's got uh-huh. a great line, a bunch of vintage symbols. Great, great old vintage. Uh, Zildjian stuff. Right on. Uh, speaking of all different varietals of symbols, I, I had a drum, another drum question for you. Maybe you can answer. I've I've watched some drummers here lately on you know various videos on YouTube or, or if they're performing live. They play these symbols that look like slices of Swiss cheese. You know, they're, they're holes everywhere. What yeah. is the purpose of that? Because it seems like you're you're cutting out the meat of your symbol by boring holes in it. Well, yeah. I mean, it. it, it it has a real trashy, dry uh, response, and uh-huh. that that seems to be appealing uh, these days. I personally don't own any of those. If if I want that sort of tonality, I, I like a China boy. Sure. You know? So, uh, but yeah, they're, they're, you know, it's it has a a trashy, really kind of dark, uh, trash can kind of tonality. You know, so that's that's where that's from. I, I, I guess and somebody yeah. decided that that was a cool sound and everybody jumped on it. Man, that's cool. You know, yeah. to each his own. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't particularly care. Yeah, for I, or or let me correct that. I I personally don't have a lot of need for that, at sure. least in what I've been doing the last few years. So. Yeah, I'm a I'm an I started cutting my teeth in the '90s. I was a '90s child and you know, uh, rock and country and various stuff and uh, southern rock. And I, I I look at them. I've never hit one. I want to eventually, but I'm just thinking with a playing style like that, it just seems like one false whack and it's it's cracked. It's done. I, mean, I don't know. I was just curious. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I, yeah. I don't I don't know if how, how uh, I you know, a lot of guys are using them. So I, I guess they <laughs> must hold up okay, you know. Yeah. And if you have a, a gig that calls for that sort of, uh, sound and, and that sort of trashy tone, and I guess they'd be perfect, you know? Yeah, awesome. Well, hey, it's it's been a thrill to talk to you. Like I said, thanks for autographing my CD. I was truly honored to get that. Uh, if anybody else wants to get one or check you out, let, uh, let's tell them how to do it. Where where they go? Well, they could go to davidnorthup.com. They can also reach out to me on Facebook, and I've been selling them direct to people. They're only 10 bucks. Yeah, and, worth uh, way more than that, by the way. And I'm telling you, as a, as well, a drummer, a novice it. drummer, it's definitely worth a listen. So. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, I take PayPal and Venmo. You can also download it on uh, CD Baby, and it's also available for download on iTunes. And eventually it will be available for streaming, too. We just haven't got that far. It will be everywhere. Heck, yeah. I was, I was about to say, hopefully it will be on Spotify because I've been practicing for this 5K. I'm about to run. And that would be something perfect to have in the earbuds. <laughs> there you go. I hope it yeah. uh, inspires you to run fast and you win. Yeah. And then you could <laughs> you could split your winnings with me. That's it. Well, the, the the guy that won it last year, it's the Titans 5K. He did it in 19 minutes, and I and I did it in like 48. So. Good lord. Well, yeah. at least you finished, man. That's a that's a big big uh, accomplishment. 
yeah, uh, uh, my friends and family that were in the stands rooting me on, they were like, it was so quiet in the stadium, and then all of a sudden you see this guy just running, and you think it's a joke, but he he's like the front runner, like he you know he competes, and I was like, well, more power to him if he can do three and a half, three point one miles in nineteen minutes, and he's the man. Good for him. Next up on the podcast is a gentleman I'm proud to call my friend, stand-up comedian Doc Kennedy. Now, you can check him out on DocKennedyLive.com or his awesome podcast, Free to Laugh, wherever you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, etc. He was a great interview. I enjoyed talking with him. And that's coming up next on the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. Doc Kennedy, here we go. First time having you on here. I think you're a brilliant human. Uh, right. I'd love to you try to teach me a little bit of uh, engineering stuff. I've seen your comedy stylings on the YouTube, a couple of clips, very funny. And uh, on another note, you have been kind enough to pray for me wholeheartedly and help me with some stuff. Uh, just an all-around great person, and I'm glad to call you my friend, and thanks for being on the podcast with us. All right. Uh, let's just call it a wrap right there. <laughs> and we're done. No, but um, yeah, glad to finally have you. Uh, I regret I haven't seen you perform live, but I've got to catch you on a show. Uh, as far as your stand-up, what's going on with you right now? What's uh, what's your uh, touring looking like? Your performances and all that. Yeah, just getting out there, plugging away, man. Uh, had some fun this week. Did a show Wednesday night for uh, a local. It's a uh, cancer. Uh, what do they call that? Like a cancer patient uh, facility. Yeah, does, and, uh, does uh, Terry Hendrickson still put that on? Yeah, yeah. Hope yeah. Lodge is what the place is called. So That's it, yeah, um, cool. Yeah, just a, a pleasure always to go out and bless people that are having a rough time in life, you know, and, and be, be able to bring some laughs. Yeah, and, I, and that picture, whoever took it, did you say it was your wife? That's, man, that's probably, yeah, yeah that, is a, that is a great uh, photo. And like you said, it is a great treat, not just to have the gift to let people laugh, but to um to be able to bring joy to those people who are who are fighting some of them the fights of their lives and it's just yeah. putting them at ease uh, that was a great picture one of the best I've seen in oh, a while thanks, so buddy. Kudos. yeah well I'd like to do crowd work that's a big part of my show and that allows me to have a little bit more of a personal level with folks you know I, mm-hmm. I was telling my wife you know I I really like having a floor view uh, when I'm doing comedy because I can just be right there eye to eye. Uh, I really prefer that to like a high stage. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I just love being with people and uh, making it as personable as possible. That's awesome. Yeah, great, great picture. Let's uh, let's knock into this. This is something I wanted to wonder. I was talking to you about earlier. Doc Kennedy. How did you get the name Doc? Because I, I think of I think of uh, you know Tombstone when I think of Doc, and then I think of Hey, it's time for a checkup, Doc. Yeah. So how did that all come to be? Well, I haven't killed anybody. <laughs> Is that what you brought me on here for? Is there is there a wiretap going on here? <laughs> well, it is a recording, but I think only mean you can hear it as far as I know. I hope. <laughs> I break down, just start confessing to stuff I never did. Yeah, absolutely. But I, was, I, I remember you introduced this doc, and I never got a first name. That's what Brandon called you, and I was like, there's got to be yeah. a groovy origin story. So I wanted to. No, nah, there's not a ton of uh, origin stories, but I'll tell you one thing that's kind of cool. Uh, the best man at my great-grandparents' wedding was Mel Blank. Mel oh Blank gosh. did the voice, of course, of Bugs Bunny among, you know, 
Everybody. Tons of other characters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Very big on the Looney Tunes, but he did a lot of stuff outside of that as well. Yeah. And so I have at home a letter from Mel Blanc to my grandmother when she was oh a kid. Uh, just saying, yeah, yeah. Telling her that she, if she's down in California, come see him. You know, and um, just a really neat guy. So that alone, um, you know, people say all the time, what's up, Doc? And then they'll yeah, be yeah. like, oh, man, I didn't mean it that way. And I'm like, well, yeah. it's okay. You know, and sometimes <laughs> I'll tell them that story, but, you know, that that means a lot to me. Let's get, let's, let's okay. I know you're from, are you, is your origin Seattle or where, where are you from originally? Because I know you mentioned that and you're a Seahawks fan and you're a Nashville oh, now. Sure. So yeah. How, how do we get you here? Seahawks all the way. Uh, <laughs> Montana started out in Montana, and then, well, yeah, when I was younger, my folks moved to uh, Washington State, the east side, kind of near Spokane, and then uh, I made my way out to uh, Seattle area. I was actually in Tacoma, about uh, 25 miles south of Seattle, and I uh, was there for about nine years and then headed on out here. Been in Nashville two years now. Yeah, we're we're stoked to have you. I remember we thought you were going to move for a minute, and then you decided to stay, so that's cool. Oh, too. thank God. Yeah, I was not excited about moving. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. still got to move, but it'll be closer. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, um, uh, got a one-of-a-kind uh, love story, and, and you're going to be a dad. Congrats about Thanks, that. Thanks, let's, let's, let's dig into the love story first, because I've seen you post it on social media. You told me about it, but it's yeah. really an awesome thing, so uh, let's, uh, let's discuss that. Well, what parts? I mean, <laughs> so uh, yeah, she and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we we met at church, and uh, she's from Puyallup, which is right outside Tacoma. They're neighboring cool. towns. Wow. I never I never knew her out there. We met wow. here in Nashville, and uh, that night I took her to Zany's Comedy Club. I was uh, out supporting my buddy Brian Bates. He does yep. a show down there, and so she came along, and it wasn't a date. It was mm-hmm. just hangout, you know, yeah. and neither neither one of us, you know, liked each other. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a month later, we, we were dating, and the month after that, we got engaged, or, well, got close to it. We went and looked at rings, and about That's two cool. weeks after that, we got engaged, and then we got married at the NFL draft. How cool is that, man? <laughs> I know. That's the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talk about two of my biggest dreams of my life coming yeah. true the same day. Because I'm an <laughs> NFL junkie. And yeah. to go to the NFL draft, I, uh, you know, I just dreamed of that as a kid. And, of course, I would see it in New York. But what they did downtown Nashville was awesome, too. So um, yeah. my, that was on a weekday. And my wife <laughs> had to be out of town that night. And so I ended up spending my wedding night with Brian Bates. <laughs> that is, that's that is a great story. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> that's awesome. Brian Bates is a great talent. And, and, uh, you oh, know, he's he, awesome. This is with Nate Bargassi now, isn't he? Yeah, he does a lot of touring with Nate. Uh, they're out on the road. He's been doing that for years now. So, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I remember when I when I first heard of him, he was doing that, and he was also like he did something with the news. He was like a producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got an awesome story too, uh, of just um, fighting through tragedy and and chasing the dream. Yeah, 
Uh, well, anyway, that's, uh, I remember your love story, and you, like you said, you got to a get together after that, and you told everybody, "It's like I'm going to marry this girl," and you guys seem like such a happy couple. And that gives hope for a guy like me who's singular out on the on the prowl. But I probably wouldn't get that lucky. But hey, good for you guys. That's awesome. Whatever. <laughs> so, um, so got to be comment. Hey man, if, if I can, there's somebody for you. Yeah, it's all in that beard, though, man. Your beard's more lustrous than mine. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you do have that. Uh, you have a good point there. Yeah. So, um, so kid, uh, what, what month are we in right now? Uh, we are. Well, the kids do in July. Okay, so we've got not very. We got a little time, but not we got a little time. ways. Yeah, we got a little bit here. You know, yeah. enough for me to catch my breath, but we got to move okay. here in a few days, and yeah, it's been a little, little hectic. You know, it's quite the first year. But it's all good. Yeah, that's right. It wouldn't have it any other way. It's it's a fun it's a fun uh, process. I think I could throw other stuff in there to have it a different way, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, my favorite part is when you go in there and the doctor goes, "Well, you slept long enough." <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's let's get into your podcast, which is yours yeah, to me is 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 uh, the bee's knees. It's very it's oh, cool. you know the just relax and how you know you, you just say it how it is and just have great discussion and content. Um, yeah. Tell us about that, how you got that started, and. And, and what inspires you to keep it going? Because you know, having a podcast in any format—I mean, it's a full-on. It's it's almost like yeah. having a job in its own right, just trying to get oh, it's, it's together. Oh, it's very much like having a job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I started that uh, what three months ago or so, and uh, uh, it's called Free to Laugh. Yeah. It's comedy versus political correctness. I do have a bit of a problem with uh, people attacking free speech. And, yeah. of course, as a comedian, that's vital. And uh, I believe just as humans, it's a vital issue. Yeah. So I talk to other comics. Uh, I talk to other folks as well uh, about what's going on in the world of uh, comedy and political correctness. And, uh, you know, my my goal is really to just help people feel free to laugh, as the title says. Yeah. But... There's just so much freedom in laughter, and I believe that that can be snuffed out if we feel like we can't laugh about the things that have either been hurtful in our life or, you know, there's there's just a number of things that can be taken away because we don't feel like we should laugh. And, you know, I want people to lighten up. Just yeah. feel free to, to let that go. I like to take on jokes in my act that are... You know, things that we've all experienced, but uh-huh. don't feel like we should be able to find humor in. I love digging into those things <laughs> and finding the humor. Yeah, and, and that, uh, yeah, uh, and it helps other people. You know, yeah, uh, it's relatable stuff. Uh, that's it is. What I was about to say that's yeah that's the best part is it's relatable. Well, let me ask you as a comedian that you are uh, who I'm I'm assuming. You're you're completely clean. You're what uh, yeah. I would assume. Do you feel like, as a whole, this society, uh, our feelings and our ears too brittle, like as far as like getting up there and, and telling jokes in any format? Do you, I feel like people are too fragile? Yeah. Do, yeah. Do you feel like people in general, like as a whole? Um, are, yeah. 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 You know, it kind of depends on where I'm at. You know. Um, yeah. It, I can. You know, you have to read a room. If you're a comic, you have to know how to read a room. Uh-huh. And I'm not I'm not looking to make a point. 
I'm there to do a job and help yeah. them some laughs. And yeah. it's not going to do me any good to try to just bust through and, oh, man, I'll show them. You know, I want to I wanna be able to build a relationship with people and, and get to know folks. And, um, you know, I just do my best. Uh, uh-huh. if, if, with anything in life, Josh, if you just do your best, then you can sleep well, you know. Uh, if I bring a half-hearted effort, then, you know, I'm not going to feel good about myself. So as long as I do my best, I'll be all right. Yeah, that's the best way to be. I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, and I don't worry about what people think. I just do my best, you know, in that given moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only way you can be. And like I said, your topics are always right on point. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Like I said, once I get off the phone with you here, I'm going to, I'm going to load it up and, and give it a listen because you're discussing Thanks, something man. that's very interesting, and that, of course, is, is a poo without giving any of it away. So, uh, boys, <laughs> girls, all iPod, iPod, all podcast format, uh, you can get, you can listen to this because I think it's going to be riveting. And you, you had a guest discussing it with you? Yeah, it's a friend of mine from Tacoma. His name's Jared Loverack, great guy. And, yeah. man, this guy has loads of info in that noggin of his own, all sorts of topics that are, uh, involving the entertainment world, and honestly, I don't, I don't watch The Simpsons, so yeah. I had Jared on, and man, he knew that stuff very well. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's been around forever, and there was a, I actually watched a documentary that came out too long called The Problem with the Poo. Yeah, and it, and it just seems to me it's like, why wait after they've been on the air twenty eight plus years to say, oh, I don't like this all of a sudden? Yeah. That's what Jared was saying, too. You know, that was kind of his point. Yeah, and it just, like I said, I can't wait to to delve into it because, um, you know, which brought me to my point, like you said, everybody being kind of sensitive, it's like Mm -hmm. every, you know, that that sounds like people. I mean, it's just like it's no different like me being from the South. If I hear somebody imitating a redneck, if it's funny, it's funny, you know, because I'm a Southern guy. If if you're talking about sweet tea or saying y'all the way I say it, then that's fine. I mean, it's funny, but. You know, that's a whole other ball of yarn, I guess you could say. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll close our portion out with this, but I love the fact, like I said, you're a prayer warrior, and I can uh, call on you when I really need it, and, and I feel like you put a lot of effort into it. Uh, what made you decide to do that for people? And you even posted on your social media, like, if you need prayers, I'm ready to throw them out. I mean, that means a lot for someone, you know, that you you could possibly be saving people's lives as far as just being that ear to listen to and, 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 and praying for them and, and, and all that good stuff. I mean, I really think you got a wonderful thing going. What, oh, what made you decide to do that for, for people? I've been doing that off and on for quite a while, and uh-huh. I just do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, hey, plain and simple. <laughs> what, you're so yeah. modest, dude. You're so modest. But uh, well, it does mean a lot, so it's great. Thanks, Ben. Well, I've, yeah. I've seen people healed through, um, you know, I'll use the uh, the – voice message on Facebook. Yeah, love you, that, yeah. Yeah, and like yourself, you know, oh, and absolutely. and just understanding um, healing's a big deal to me, uh, just seeing people healed. And, um, and I don't think I have any gift that anyone else doesn't have. I just lean in on what's already been done by Jesus. And, uh-huh. But, you know, being willing to... to take on the enemy because i do believe it's a fight yeah. and and i enjoy fighting so <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well um 
anyway, uh, where, where are all your socials and everything? Let everybody know if they want to get a hold of you and see your stuff. Or, or yeah, sure. Or anything, hey, yeah, yeah. You can find me on Facebook uh, at Doc Kennedy Live. You can uh, check out my website, DocKennedyLive.com. Or the podcast website is freetolaugh.us, yep. and uh, you can follow that free on uh, Free to Laugh Pod if you want. But I do most of the posts are on uh, they're on uh, Candy Live. Yeah, and it's brilliant. It's a brilliant context. Your, your Thanks, podcast buddy. is right on the money. Your delivery and everything. You're well, let me say real. Real quick, man, I I love what you got going on here, Josh. You're an awesome interviewer. You get, I don't know how you get some of the guests you get on. <laughs> yeah, I, I You're know. awesome at this stuff, man, and I just encourage you to keep going, you know, and start uh, expanding, you know, find, uh, just keep finding these nuggets. Because being able to interview people is a gift. It's a skill, and it's something that not everybody has, but you have. Yeah, well, you've got it too. I mean, talking to you is with ease. Like, even when I first met you, it was like, you know, within a few minutes, it was like having a, which you are, because a friend. I don't, I didn't yeah. consider you a stranger. You, you have that knack as well, and that's why uh, you're, you're easy to listen to. But I really yeah. appreciate you saying that, and it means a lot. And thank you for being my friend and encouraging. Oh, and yeah, yeah. It's an honor to call you my friend too, man. Yeah, and, my and if I can give myself a quick plug. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hire a comic, whose wife is pregnant and is going to give birth <laughs> and is moving, you know, and could use the work, Yeah. Uh, you know, any day of the week. I, uh, I'm open for, yeah, yeah, give me a shout okay. out. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. I want to thank you very much for listening. If you know anyone out there you think would be an awesome guest for me to speak with, have them hit me up at joshbelcher at hotmail.com. And you remember, please, as always, I love you for you and where you're at in your journey in life. I want you to have an awesome, safe week, and I'll catch you later down the line. All right, take care.